Welcome to The Chat with Jenny, Season 2. This week, I caught up with Emily Kadinsky from iTravel Carlingford. She's a busy woman and hard to pin down with all the travels she does. She's quite the inspiration to working mums juggling full-time work, which involves a lot of travel and family. I really enjoy getting to know Emily better, and I'm sure you will also. I'd also like to thank Regent Seven Seas Cruises, who are sponsoring this season of The Chat with Jenny. Invite your clients to embark on an unrivaled experience with Regent Seven Seas Cruises, featuring the world's most luxurious fleet and their most recent edition of Seven Seas Grandeur. Regent Six Ship boasts a multi-million dollar art collection, including the only Fabergé egg to reside permanently at sea. Allow your clients to indulge in true all-inclusive luxury, from unlimited shore excursions and exquisite specialty dining to unrivaled space and unparalleled personalised service. Explore more at rssc.com. Here today with Emily Kadinsky from iTravel Carlingford. So Emily, tell me what is your job? Where do we begin? Um, I am your everyday consultant, but I'm also the owner. I run the back end side. I manage the staff, the accounting, the marketing. I am your one woman show. Um, but my true job, honestly, is consulting. That is where my passion is, and that's where I thrive. For me, it is turning someone's dream into reality. They come to us with a bucket load of money and a dream. We give them a piece of paper. That piece of paper has to turn their dream into a reality. And when they come back, that's the reward because they smile on the face when they get back. So I guess my next question was going to be, well, what do you love about the job? <laughs> but you, you've answered that and I, I guess... Uh, The smile on people's faces. It's the reward of knowing that you've you've changed someone's life. Travel is life-changing. No Mm. matter which way you look at it, whether you do it 20 times a year or you do it once every five years, a trip of a lifetime is a trip of a lifetime. Mm. You make new memories. You make new friends. You explore yourself, not just the world. You know, you're a different person when you're traveling. You're sitting there walking 20,000 steps a day instead of your 2,000 steps a day and you feel good about it. Come home, you can't put yourself on a treadmill at all. You know, travel brings out a different side of you. It brings out the history buff in you that, you know, you couldn't think of anything worse than reading a history book. But come, you're in Rome and you're finding pagan temples underground. Everyone loves it. You can't, you can't not thrive in the history that's around the world. Like, mm. And I, I guess everyone knows your cookie cutter travel. But giving people different experiences that they don't know about is what is the best part. Like you, you go above and beyond to make their dream even more than what they thought. And I think that's the best part. So being in the travel industry, you've been to lots and lots of places. Mm-hmm. Where do you go for a holiday? Where do you not go? Um, do you have I a guess... go-to that, you know? Europe. Europe's really my go-to. I think because we have family there. You can always turn off when you're there for at least a week. You're at home, but you're not at home, if that makes sense. But I guess for me, my go-to is more, where do I feel I need to be right now? So I guess, I mean, I just booked Fiji for five nights for all of us because I said phones can stay at home for those five days. So yes, I guess a beach holiday is always great. But I mean, it just, I guess it has to be the right time. Yeah. And who you're going with. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. What about hobbies? Got any hobbies or what travel, do you do in your down? <laughs> what do you do in your downtime if you actually ever get book. any downtime? Yeah. I'm a booker. I read books. Books and what sort of books do you read? Honestly, trashy romance. I love it. You just you don't have to think. There's no plots. There's no having to try and work out what the underlying hidden agenda is of the book. It is lose yourself in a world that's not home. Have, you, think that's, have you got any favourite authors? I really like Lindsay Kelk and Mari Force. Um, they're both um, UK writers. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I love London and I love the UK. And so I think it also takes me to as if I was living there. And I think if I was to live anywhere else, it'd probably be the UK. Um, I love it. So for me, I think it's a kind of puts me in that frame of mind, if that makes sense. Yeah. I just, I like to read. Yeah. I, I just find that TVs, you can go do something else. Whereas with a book, you really can't focus on anything else because no one's telling you the words. You have to actually read it. Yeah. So yeah. you have to turn off. Yeah. Good escapism. It is. A bit of trash. It is. Love it. Do you follow any sports? Not really, to tell you the honest truth. I no. mean, I, I'm a Parramatta Eagles supporter from childhood. That's about it. Um, no, hubby does the Formula One. And, I mean, I can tell you about Daniel Ricciardo and Orlando Norris and all of them because I hear about it every five seconds in my house. But would I say I follow it? Probably not. I mean, Leclerc looks great, but that's about it. <laughs> What about a favourite animal? A favourite animal? Oh, I love a dog. I mean, do, as in pets would be a dog. My favourite animal animal is an elephant. Ah, and why is that? They're just so majestic and I think they're so underrated. I think they are so grand and they just look like they hold the world's wisdom in their face. Like it's all wrinkly and you just, you, you can never know what they're thinking because they, you don't have a facial expression on them. You very rarely will see facial expression on an on an elephant except for their trunk being raised. Whereas with all your other animals, whether they're snarling at you, like laughing if it's an animal that laughs or just blankly staring at you, you can kind of tell what they're feeling based on what their face looks like. Um, but an elephant, they're so mysterious. Mm-hmm. And they're just, I don't know. Elephants have always been a thing for me. I'm not sure why, but they have been always. There you go. Um, and what about food? Do you have a favourite cuisine? Food. Um, <laughs> food is a food group in general. But no, look, Italian is a t- is always a favourite. I love the whole cold cuts, cheese boards. Yum. That is me. I'm a cheese girl. I'm not a sweets girl. So for me, dessert is cheese platter. And before dinner, it's mortadella and prosciutto and bocconcini and all of that on a plate i i could eat that every day and not have to worry about another meal so for me it's 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 more it's italy yeah it's 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 all that cold cut the the fruit the all of it the flavors the tomatoes that actually taste like tomatoes not water like i don't know it's it's got so much flavor in it but it's reliable if that makes sense yeah so do you cook yes and i love to cook and what do you cook then a, a lot of italian um yeah. but a lot of traditional macedonian cuisine yeah hubby really likes it he's grown up with it so it was very easy for me um and and what is macedonian cuisine like 
like what are, what sort of it's um a, i would say it's a cross between italian and greek right so it's we've got a lot of casseroles in winter so a lot of stews um and in summer it's a lot of fresh vegetables um with with cheese with feta cheese um and things like moussaka but it's a little bit different to the greek version mm. like they don't use eggplant we use just tomato um yeah tomato potato meat um and egg and that's the entire dish um i just it's a lot of red pepper okay and chili Yum. and th- yeah it's like hearty food if that makes mm. sense it's yeah. it's that a lot of because it's a, a country with a lot of poverty it is a lot of that hearty stew style of mm. cooking mm. because it has to last mm. has to extend through families a whole lot of bread we carb load a lot <laughs> <laughs> there is bread and multiple types of bread at dinner every night you have to bread and cheese it's a staple sounds good <laughs> um so have you had a jaw-dropping moment or a travel experience that's just stuck in your mind and perhaps changed your thinking about things or oh, possibly there'd, many <laughs> there'd be a, there'd be a few i think one of my all-time wow m- moments was just now with greenland um it wasn't so much a destination thing what it was was we were called up from dinner we kept the captain made an announcement requesting everyone up on the heli deck we went up and the entertainment crew were singing with icebergs in the background, the heli deck open. And I'm a very big Disney girl. So they started singing Lion King and I just started crying. It was that moment of serene silence, icebergs floating by and you're just on a trip of a lifetime. And it just, it hit home for me. It was, I, I'm still tearing up now. Um, the captain came and hugged me and he, he made the joke. I've always cried on seeing Eclipse. I'm not sure why. I think it was a, didn't know if it was ever going to happen when I first went on in Antarctica. But then I cried when I got on the second time because the same captain was there and I was so excited that he was on too. And he came up to me. He goes, I told you, you need to stop crying on my ships. And, I, and it was just that moment of, wow. I just, you, you couldn't, you couldn't explain it. Like it was just something unexpected. It was, we were having dinner and next thing you know, we're up in Iceberg Alley and you just... They're singing. She was freezing. I remember she was shaking. Poor girl. She was singing her heart out, but she was cold. She was in a skirt. But it was just every... No one was talking. It was complete silence from all the passengers. It was complete awe. And it was just... I think that moment made me just stop and remember that we do travel to make these moments. Mm. And, I mean, that was... Yeah, that's something I don't think I'll ever come close. Like, it's... It was wow. I mean... I've, there's nothing like seeing, you know, lions chase a hippo in the Serengeti. Like, that was sensational, things like that. But I don't know. This was just completely unexpected. And I think it just goosebumps. Goosebump yeah. moments. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, and finally, have you got some words of wisdom for, uh, I usually say for younger women, but you are a young woman, words of wisdom for for women in the industry and particularly, I guess, from a consultant's point of view, um, you know, for, for how to uh, progress your career or, 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 or things that, um, you know, you've learnt yourself. Yeah. Um, 
I think my biggest thing is don't doubt yourself. You can do it. If you put your mind to it, you can. If you think something sounds like a silly idea, well, it's only a silly idea in your head if it doesn't work. You know, give it a try. Isn't that what we all, you know, try to do daily is try new things. And I guess don't be afraid that you can't progress as, you know, a, a young woman, especially if you, you know, decide to have a family. I have a two-year-old. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's not easy working full-time with a two-year-old. But, you know, you make it work. As long as you have a support system, you can make it work. And I guess my thing is is if you have the right place in the industry, so whether it be the right consortia, the right agency, the right wholesale partner whoever wherever you are placed in the industry if you have the right support network in your place of work as well as the right support network in your place at home you can make it work no one can say that you can't if you want to decide to work part-time you just make sure you've got your expectations set out to your clients and you say to them this is me my family comes first if you'd like my expertise this is, these are my days of work. And I, I respect that, you know, that might not be suitable for yourself. You might need someone that is full-time, but I need to respect my family. And I've decided that this is the right thing for me. And I tend to find that once you set those boundaries, people actually look up to you and, and understand you more. They, I haven't had a client that have said no to that. And most now say, Whenever you get a chance, when it suits you, can you do this? And I think they've understood that we are very valuable. You know, they come to an agent because they know they want our expertise. They want our service. And if they want your service, they will wait for your service. And I, I mean, don't be afraid to, you know, value yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing in our industry. We... We put ourselves down, you know, for so long, everyone was like, I'm just a travel agent. No, you're not. You, you, you turn dreams into reality. You know, you literally make more memories for people than you can even possibly imagine. You know, without you, they don't have those family memories. They don't have those memories that they went and traveled with their mum to Paris for a girl's week with them. And now, you know, that's what they have as their memory with their mum because they've passed. You know, they're the memories that they remember, you know, when they went to Disneyland with their family or you've t- decided to take the grandchildren and you've made that memory for that family because without you, they wouldn't have been able to have made that memory. You've got to remember that you can do it. And if you set your own rules, you can move forward. You can make a difference. And it, it just don't be afraid to take the step. Don't be afraid to speak up for what you want because you're the only person that will listen to yourself. If you don't listen to yourself, no one else will. Really inspiring words. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Emily, for your time today. It's been great to chat with you. Great to chat with you too, Jenny. Thanks for listening. I was encouraged by Emily's commitment to both career and family and how she has made that work. She has amazing drive and determination and is achieving great success as a result. We'll take a break over Christmas and New Year, returning with more fabulous travel industry women in 2024. If you haven't already subscribed or followed this podcast, then please do so from wherever you get your podcast or at traveldaily.com.au 
forward slash the chat. Then you'll be up to date when episodes are available.